Hey everybody, welcome to episode 73 of Two Views Movies Podcast. What's going on everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, coming to you from a potentially pre-blizzard Kansas City, Missouri this time, <laughs> <laughs> which might mean a dusting to 12 inches. Right. We shall see. We are a spoiler-filled podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I am Carson. And it's our last episode of 2018. It is. A year's worth of podcasting under our belt. Yeah. I'm not sure if we've grown any or gotten any better, but it's a year's worth of... Probably not quite. Probably not we'll, quite. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll take a little little Christmas break. Yes. I'm going out of the country, so It'll we're going to be, be more on... difficult to do that. Yeah, you know, I, I probably well, frowned one, upon... One view. <laughs> one view of me talking to myself. Yeah, probably frowned upon to try and podcast from a cruise ship. I don't know that... <laughs> I'm not sure the cruise ship or my wife would appreciate either of those. <laughs> so yeah, last episode of the year. Appropriately enough. Saving the best for last. The most hyped movie for us, probably on a personal level for 2018, uh, Rocky franchise. You know, last week we had our top five Rocky moments um, in honor of our love for the Rocky franchise, and now we are ready to talk Creed 2. Creed 2. Yes. So, Creed 2 follows Adonis Creed's life inside and outside of the ring as he deals with newfound fame, issues with his family, and his continuing quest to become a champion. Directed by Stephen Capel Jr., who is a relative newcomer to directing movies. Cast is Michael B. Jordan, Sylvester Stallone, Tessa Thompson, Dolph Lundgren, Florian Montanu, and Felicia Rashad. So where to begin in Creed 2? Let's start from the top. Okay. Let's just, let's just walk, walk through, because they, they open with what I think is an amazing opening. I, I loved it. They started with the Dragos. Yeah. And, and not only did they start with kind of his training regiment, and him fighting, but neither one of them talk. Right. And I loved it. I loved it. It was a very good introduction. I like that uh I like that it set the stage that we are gonna we're gonna be talking Dragos, right? We're we're gonna go into this because you and I had talked a little bit about this and I had said that they need to give you some idea of who these guys are, especially Ivan. A little bit more backstory on Ivan because you just can't, it'd be too superficial to just pick up and run with it and just take for granted that the family, or sorry, the family, that the audience should understand where Ivan Drago came from, where he is, what's happened to him. I think you need to dive into it. So by spending that opening on the Dragos was a very strong move them in the Ukraine, you know, yes. them rough rough conditions. Yep. Uh and then Florian. Yeah. Monster. Yeah, he's a he's a big dude. Just a absolute monster. Yeah. And he couldn't have been more perfectly cast. I think I, I couldn't imagine somebody better than, than him for this role. Yeah, I like that they went away from the blonde haired, blue eyed Drago. Dra- yeah. Because technically in the movie, you know, his Brigitte Nielsen at the time in Rocky Four was fake blonde hair, but you know, I mean, yeah. they, they could have gone that route. And I I like that they went like shaved head, dark beard, yeah, kinda, yeah. And because in really all the previous ones from uh, Balboa to now, uh, they went with real boxers that don't look 
the part. Oh yeah, the, the guy in Creed One, uh, Ricky Conlon. Ricky just Conlon. I mean, not... he, he's a real sure. boxing champion. Yeah. Uh, and you have you know Mason Dixon. Yep. And you even have uh, Danny Wheeler, stuntman Wheeler that they fight in this one. Yep. All real boxers. I'm sure you know brings a realism mm-hmm. to it. And, I mean, Florian's a real boxer too, but he looks the part. Sure. He looks intimidating. You don't want to step in the ring with a guy that looks like that. No. Especially when you have Michael B. Jordan on the other side who's just cut. Right. You have to, and you look across like, if I'm watching Creed 1, I'm like, uh, Michael B. Jordan should easily <laughs> right. win this this fight. Right. And just from an optics standpoint, I know we're, we're talking movies here, and that's what you want to see. If it takes me back to, to Rocky IV, which is, it's, which is supposed to, right. you have Dolph Lundgren, this you know, perfect specimen of a man, and then you have Stallone, who's cut as well, right. and have these two... But looks just, like nothing in comparison. Right, yeah. just to have these two going at it. And, and for as big as Michael B. Jordan got, you needed somebody that was equally impressive. Yeah. And his workouts and his first couple of boxing matches that you saw, just awesome. Mm-hmm. Just awesome. Yeah. Yep, I, I, like the, I like the Drago introduction. I thought it was good to get that out there right in the beginning. I will say I, I was a little worried that I think it was even in that opening they show the promoter, I think. That buddy I think his name is Buddy Marcel. Yeah. And you know, I think we had talked about this in the preview, but I was really worried that that was gonna be the way that they were gonna go in the sense of some promoter just trying to make money off of the Creed versus Drago setup. And and they did go that way. But so I was worried when I saw that, but as the movie went on I got more and more okay with it because they fleshed out the Dragos so well. If they had not fleshed out the Dragos and they had just left it to the promoter trying to set up this big, huge money fight, it would have felt really cheap and shallow. I don't think there's any other way you get them together. The promoter is the obvious angle there, but it helped so much that they built the Dragos story up and their narrative up so much. Then the promoter didn't feel like the big piece in it all. Yeah, because you wondered if you, we were getting too much Rocky Five. Exactly. Uh, uh, of George Washington Duke. Right. Yes. And I, so I was like, uh, I hope they don't lean on him. And he was only in, what, three scenes? Uh, yeah. And so... He was pretty irrelevant. Right. And I'm glad. Yes, you know, exactly. Because I, I was kind of <laughs> I was worried, too. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah. You know, that's going to be really cheesy. But but I'm glad the way that they did it. Dragos had me, hooked me. I'm already in. Yeah. You know, I think that from an overall perspective, this was not far from being Drago 1. Right? This very easily could have been called Drago. Yeah. And put a little bit more on their storyline. Yeah. And it could have been Drago. Yeah, I, I completely agree, which, which speaks a lot to how they constructed this movie, because I wasn't sure, one, that that would be the right way to go, or two, that if they went down that path, they would do it in a way that didn't feel cheesy. Because that was my big concern when we talked about this, mm-hmm. was the cheese factor is huge here, right? Because... Rocky Four is not like Creed One. It's not like Rocky One or Rocky Two. It's a little bit more like Rocky Three. But Rocky Four is not known for being a great movie in the Oscar sense of the word. Right. It's known for being a great movie in the popcorn <laughs> sense of the word. And, and so it's when a you're big taking music video, right? When you're taking the guy from that Ivan and and putting him into something that you can only assume if it's in the vein of Creed One is is meant to be serious. You have this this weird. Disconnect. Yeah. yeah, you're just like, okay, well, how are you going to take somebody that was so cheesy in such a cheesy movie, cheesily great, and take him and put him in the world of Creed, which is more somber and grounded and rooted in like that? 
you're going to have to do that really well. And they did it really well. They did it really well. And one more thing on, on Florian, not that we would not mention him later, but um, do you remember, like, we, we've talked about this ever since high school. And we were talking about, like, a Superman movie that, that I wanted. And the, I had one comment that I just I wanted in this, a new Superman movie. And do you remember what that was? I mean, no matter, no matter, I don't care what they did, but I wanted one thing. You wanted one thing from the movie? Yep. Yeah, you always say you want to feel the punches. I wanted to feel the punches. Right. I wanted to feel the power of Superman. Yeah. And in the first fight with him and Creed, I felt him punch Creed. Yeah. Like, it was power. Well, especially the, the very first punch was yeah. done really well because Adonis blocks it. And so it's not... It, knocks him back clear across the ring. And, and when he, he breaks his ribs yeah. and just, just every punch that he threw in that first fight, you felt it. Yeah. And that was done so well. I and I, I can't wait to watch it again to watch that first fight mm-hmm. because not only do you see this guy is massively impressive and looks that way, but I thought they did that really well because yeah. I, I, I truly felt like when Rocky and Drago are fighting you know, Ivan or fighting, you, you know, <laughs> every, every, every punch, punch is a haymaker. Well, and every punch sounds like a cannon going off, <laughs> yeah. right? It's, yeah, but, but this, I just, it, it was done so well that I, I truly felt that in the theater and uh, I loved, I loved that piece of it. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree with that. Um, I don't know how, I think this happens pretty early in the movie because the promoter is there in the beginning. And I mean, the first fight between Adonis and Victor happens Probably like thirty minutes into the movie, maybe. Oh yeah, real early. So this had to have happened pretty early too. But I loved um, that they put the Dragos on the Philadelphia steps. Oh yes, I was like, you bastards! That's <laughs> such. I, and I don't know how I didn't see that coming, right? Like, oh, I didn't. I didn't such it caught an, me so off guard. Such an iconic moment, like we talked about in our in our top five Rocky moments. But that's sacred ground, and they yeah. have the Dragos standing there. They weren't like pissing on or anything, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, but they were just there, just like, oh, that's so grading well it's as you saw Dolph's face looking at the statue you know before they went up the steps and then it showed them uh at the top of the steps you know just kind of looking at you know this is just kind of how it stuck with Drago this has been his life ever since that fight and that just carries that into his restaurant Adrian's restaurant yeah where he says are there pictures of me in here? Yeah. You know, and Rocky's, there's no pictures of that. Yeah. Because you know, that, that wasn't one of Rocky's greatest moments. That was a, a revenge fight. That was a, you know, just a, just a different different fight for him. Yeah, that was a beautiful touch yeah. to say that there's no, I mean, because we all love Rocky IV and it, it ended the Cold War. <laughs> ended the Cold War, brought <laughs> yes. down the Soviet <laughs> Union, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, for him to not have any pictures of him in there, that's that's really... Interesting, because especially yeah. at the end of Rocky Four, it's like you know, there's better to have two guys in here beating each other up. Then I guess that's better than twenty yeah. million, right? So you almost wondered if maybe there was some mutual respect for the two fighters after they after they fought. But no, yeah. no, no pictures of Ivan yeah. in the well, in the restaurant. End of the day, he still killed Apollo. Yeah, yeah, and Rocky hadn't let that go. Right. And then Victor Drago walks in the restaurant. Did you think anything was going to happen there? Yeah. I don't know whether it's just because we know they're intimidating or maybe, I don't know how much it was just me reading into it versus how the movie was shot. But yeah, I almost thought they were going to rough up Rocky. Rough up Rock, yeah. I was like, oh, let's not go that way. No, I mean, yeah. That's not, 
that's not the route you want to go. Like, oh, he puts Rocky in the hospital, and that's why Adonis yeah. wants to fight. Like, Ugh. or or even uh, just trash the restaurant sure. or, or anything like that. I was like, what are they going to do here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad uh, th- it didn't need him coming in the restaurant. You know, because no. Rocky was throwing him out at the time anyway. Yeah, you know, but it, I think it helped though that he Rocky could like look and be like, oh, see this monster of yeah. a man. Yeah. He's he's big. He's large. <laughs> right. But yeah, I like the restaurant, and you know. Dolph Lundgren's not a good actor. I mean, we'll just, we'll just say that. No, but he, I thought he did a great yeah, job. he was good. And especially because, so they aren't given many lines in the whole movie, which I think some people hate. I'm like, did you not see Rocky Four? The whole point was that, you know, they're these robotic trained for one thing. And as different as Victor was, that's how he was trained. He was trained to destroy yeah. and hopefully eventually regain their name. So I had no problem with the lack of dialogue that they had, but. I thought the less the better. And well, and I. The things that they did, because they didn't speak very much, I think had so much more effect. Like, there's a scene where Victor's out running, and Ivan wants him to run faster, and he's speeding up in the car, and Victor's not really going faster. So Ivan gets out of the car, and I think he says a few things to him, but then he kind of, like, punches him in the chest. And you're just like, you you get the idea of the relationship here. Like, it's Ivan that's been driving his son to be like this the whole time. And Victor doesn't talk until... An hour into the movie, yeah, which I thought was great. Yes, uh, but yeah, it's the, and I think Dolph does a great job of. It's not only he's driven and and this is their purpose, but also kind of sad. Yeah, at the same time of why don't you have you know this is, you know Rocky's put that behind him. He's forgot all about that you know, but Ivan can't re- relives it every day, right? You know because he's ostracized and right you know, so he what did he say he lost his wife he lost his country and i think he said one other thing but yeah he he lost everything yeah. he was shamed out of soviet russia when when he lost yeah but rocky right. came back was a hero mm-hmm. still had adrian so yeah i mean you, you understand but lost the all of his money <laughs> right yeah which not even from the fight but from <laughs> stupid Polly. Right, there was no money for that fight. <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that I thought everything they did with with Dolph and uh, to the party. Uh, we're gonna, we're just stay on Dolph before we even get to sure. Adonis. We'll, we'll keep going that way with Dragos. Um, so they have the the dinner party of okay after the first fight. You know he won. You know, but was disqualified. Right. Uh, yeah. And so, but now the Russians are. Welcoming, welcoming them back into the country, and we're support you now. And and in walks uh, Bridget Nielsen, yeah, Ludmila, uh, yes. And at first, when they first showed her, they go, "This is about to get really cheesy." <laughs> Again, I uh, had the same I was thought. Like, really, I, I think in my head I went, "Uh oh." Yeah, because she she looks terrible. Yeah, you know, because she's had a lot of a lot of work done, had a rough life since then. Yes. Um, but she sits down. She doesn't say hardly anything, which is good. Yep. And uh, it was more left as a as a theme mm-hmm. than than a character, really. Right, because they had already set it up before that that the the mom had bailed, and there is a few interactions between Ivan and uh, Victor before that dinner where he says like that's why she left us. Oh, or, that was in the fight. That's what sets him off. That's when he punches. That's why he got disqualified. Yeah, but I feel like there was even something before that. Like they they made it clear a couple of times that not only did she leave because Ivan lost, but she abandoned her son yeah. too. So that it's clearly established that they have resentment for her in a way because she left them. Yeah. But he, uh, yeah, that's what his line was to his son that, uh, 
that's why she left you. Yeah. You know, you know, don't be weak. You're don't, you know, why is he still standing? Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, and that set him off, which is, I guess you could argue that that's out of character for Victor. I mean, we don't know much about Victor, but he was just by, by his face. I thought he did a great job of acting mm-hmm. without saying anything. Yeah. Like even in the press conference before where he gets pushed and he kind of looks at his dad, like is this the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, he's more like protecting his dad, but not, He's not an angry person. Right. And, uh, but then he says that about his mom. Yeah. And sets him off. But I also yeah. love how, in that very breath, too, it's uh, yelling from the corner. Because yeah. that's something that you don't get from other Rocky movies. Rocky Four is notorious for Drago just kind of does his thing. And then when somebody yells from the corner, <laughs> he unleashes fury. So I thought that was a good callback to Rocky Four, too. Because as soon as Ivan, it's not just somebody yelling it's he's yelling something in general but then that's when victor just really goes completely nuts yeah 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 so i liked all that i liked the plot of now that they're they're being welcomed back in and you can tell victor doesn't care about being welcomed back in but dolph ivan really cares yeah you know and he's trying to play out for these people we're finally back you know well and did you think that that was going to lead to conflict between ivan and victor I thought that was going to turn, like, I didn't think we would see Brigitte the rest of the movie, and I thought that that was going to be the driving force for Victor was going to be, he was going to turn on his dad because he he feels like his dad is in it for the wrong reasons, and he's molded him this way for all the wrong reasons, and now he's kind of, or maybe it was all the right reasons, but he's turning his back on those reasons. So as, as soon as they welcome him back into the Russian elite, he's he's fine to just go with these guys. And Victor's like, wait, these are all the people that gave up on us, not just mom, but like everybody in the country gave up on us. So I thought that was going to end up being the source of conflict between the two of them that would drive the Drago story. And that's not really what happened. Yeah. And even watching her kiss the other guy in front of Drago, he's clearly a beaten man. Yeah. You know, like that, it just showed on his face of, I'm, I'm, I've been a whip dog for yeah, 30 it, years. It's like he's uh, only tough with Victor. He's yeah. hard on Victor, but with everybody else, he's just, yeah, a tail yeah. between the legs. Yeah. So that I just thought they did all that so well, and then taking it to the end of the movie of them watching in the front row, and when they leave, uh, just the, I go, how are they going to do this? Yeah, and, and I, I, like now, now you're sympathetic to the bad guys, mm-hmm. and how are they going to do this? Then he throws in the towel, and it's like that's I, I didn't think of that as an ending of this, but I loved how he was getting up, yeah, d- despite just getting his butt kicked at the end of that. Right. And so he was showing, he was trying to still impress, you know, his mom and, and whomever and not disappoint his dad. But uh, Victor kept getting up and I mean, it's not worth it type right. of thing. And I thought that was great. Yeah. I really didn't know where they were going with that. Like they had her sitting ringside and it, I guess it's a credit to the movie because I should have seen that coming. It's pretty obvious what was going to happen, but like, I didn't really know where they were going to go. And then of course, when the tides turn and Donna starts beating Victor and she just gets up and leaves, you're like, Oh man, that's so lame. But then Ivan looks over and sees her leave or sees that they're gone. And his reaction is a little bit more questionable. Like mm-hmm. I didn't quite know. I'm like, Oh, is Ivan going to leave? See, that's, that's what I thought. Is he going to leave him out yeah. there? Yeah. Um, so I didn't really know. And then, yeah, the, the throwing in of the towel because Adonis is basically going to end up killing Victor if he keeps going, Yeah, uh, was, was just a, a perfect touch. I mean, it's, he's doing, Ivan's doing the thing to save his son that Rocky couldn't do to save Apollo. Right. So, and, and then it's like a redemption for the two of them because, you know, they're both 
probably heartbroken that the mom left again and he doesn't want to see his son go through that. He just wants to stop. And yeah, perfectly well done. So the one thing I didn't like about the ending piece of it is they say, uh, the announcer said, and listen to this crowd cheering for the American. Yeah. And I wish that they would have been cheering for Drago and his effort. Yeah. You know, that's a little bit harder. To, I, it's harder to do, but yeah. but either don't say it, yeah, or or make it to where they, they he they've gained their respect even though they lost type right. of thing that you can put you can carry this Drago, yeah, you know, hold your head up high type of thing. But it is like yeah, no, they're not cheering for the American yeah. again, right? <laughs> you know, and, and that's where I, I totally agree with you. It was too on the nose, and it it tried to take something that had a lot of context in Rocky Four because it was us versus them and. Uh, you know, at the height of the Cold War. And so it made sense to be in awe of the fact that Russians would cheer for an American. In 2018, that doesn't have the same fit. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have the same. And, and they never, Maybe it does. Maybe they hate us over there. I don't know. Well, but I guess even the movie Rocky Ford was always East versus West, us versus them. That that theme is just pounded. It's in the song even. Yeah, right. <laughs> but in Creed 2, that's not even remotely a discussion point. No. It doesn't matter. I mean, I I know that they're trying to get it to harken back to Rocky Four, but that I agree with you. I was like, just just leave it out. And is it weird that they would only fight in Russia? Yeah, I kind of thought that too. Like, like, wait, you're the one who wants to fight for the title. Yeah, well, and I thought also too, like, why Russia and not the Ukraine? You guys have been living in the Ukraine. Because like, they've been invited back. Well, I know, but like, it kind of would have been like, oh, if we if we can, like, you're getting to run in our circles right now, but your last test is that you go beat this, you know, American, and you can come back to Russia. I don't know. Yeah. The, the social... Next time, bring back the belts. Yeah, yeah the, the geopolitics said. are just not there, and they should have just shied away from everything. And I agree with you. Just cut that line. When I heard that, I was like, yeah, they're cheering mm. for the American? I mean, but... I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, whatever. I actually really, really like the... Maybe it's the last scene of the movie? I don't know. The last scene of the Dragos, for sure. After he's lost and everything, they cut to, at some point, they cut to Ivan and Victor training again. Running together. But Ivan's running with him. Right. And before, it always been Victor's out running by himself. Ivan's in the truck behind him. But now it's almost like, I kind of took it to be that, um, you know, their their relationship is stronger now. And Ivan, Ivan's wanting to run with him, but Ivan's also wanting to better himself now so he's willing to get out and go run and like try and get things going again so again you don't have to have them say a word and they didn't it's just they set it up perfectly the where something as simple as those two running together told you all you needed to know about kind of how their relationship changed and and on that note of ivan bettering himself he looked thick and he looked he looked good. <laughs> yeah. For Dolph. Yeah. And he, Dolph's, uh, Dolph's old too. Yeah, Dolph's old. And we've seen him in the Expendables and things yeah. like that to where he, he looked he looked kind of more wiry. Yeah. Um, you know, thinner and uh but he he bulked up. He looked good. Yeah. I mean it's hard K- to k- kudos, Dolph. Sure. It's hard to compare to what you see in your head from nineteen eighty five and standing next to yeah. Florian <laughs> doesn't help any, but yeah, he, he looked like he was in good shape. All right, so I think we, we exhausted the Dragos there, which is fine. That was <laughs> you a good... can never exhaust the Dragos. <laughs> right. that, that's part of their appeal. It was definitely the part <laughs> of the story that was most crucial to get right. Correct. So I think it's appropriate that we, we dove and, right into that. And I, and I think they did. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. So we're same we he- page there. <laughs> yeah. I just want to make sure. Yeah. So where are we headed now? Uh, well, let's go back to Adonis. Okay. And his, they start off with the first fight for the belt. Yes. Um, 
kind of anticlimactic. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I kind of saw it as, you know, they, they could have just opened with him being champion, mm-hmm. but I I kind of like throwing a quick fight in there and getting him out there, and it, I like how they tied it into it's Danny Wheeler and. He got his Mustang back. Those are cool nods to Creed 1, so I, I was good with it. See, and we had seen the trailer already with him in the hospital bed. Oh, yeah. And so I thought he was going to get messed up by Danny Wheeler sure. and go to the hospital bed. I did and not so, expect two Drago fights. I didn't expect two Drago fights either. Right. And so we got three fights you know, from, from Creed, and that, so that my expectations were, were different. And then he wins, and it's like, oh. Okay, mm-hmm. and then they obviously got to the Drago fight pretty, pr- very, pretty quick, very fast. And so I was like, okay, this is gonna be a, a Rocky Three type theme. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I. Th- I mean, in it, it was. Yeah, and so, but yeah, his uh, his first fight, he he wins the belt, um, and then they immediately start start talking of how basically the same. Uh, it's Rocky, Rocky Five. Rocky Five. <laughs> yeah, know, paper he, champion. Paper champion. He was too old. You know, well past his prime. You know that 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 type of thing, and so he never beat uh, Pretty Ricky, yeah, for for the belt and and things like that. And so Adonis is feeling like, and am I even really a champion? Kind of Rocky Three, right? You know that I even earned this, yep, type of thing. And so uh, I thought that was all good to help motivate him mm-hmm. fight this new challenger on top of everything else, right? But I think they leaned more on the it's the Drago aspect. True, but it's it's also you're not really champ- they did that twice. So yeah. not only did did he not really feel like a champion when he won it, but also after he essentially lost yeah. the first fight, he didn't feel like a champion. Sure. And so that was hey, to be a man, I gotta I gotta do this right for me mm-hmm. type of thing. And so I thought that was interesting that that's the route that they went. And I thought it worked for for what they're going for here. Yeah, I agree. So also in that while we're at the first Drago fight, they uh, they had just talked about her music career and moving to L.A. Mm-hmm. So and they're not married yet. No, they're engaged now. Uh, so he uh, you said after the first fight, before the first Drago fight. Okay, he proposed to her before the first Drago fight. Yep, right okay. after he won the belt. Okay, that's right. That's and he right. goes, "What if you were lost?" It's like, "What?" That's right. <laughs> Would you propose? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Okay. And and I love how they recapped Rocky too. You know when he proposed. Uh, yeah. It, you wouldn't mind me marrying me so much. Yeah, that was that was really good too. <laughs> so that was good. But the uh, uh, when she they were just talking about her music career needing a boost and she's done everything in Philly and that she can and then to move to L.A. and whatnot to do that, and then they they start they do the the opening of the Drago fight. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, they, why wouldn't they use one of her songs? And I don't want to be that guy that, that predicted it, but that's yeah. immediately went through. I go, well, that helps promote her. Why wouldn't sure. you use one of her songs, you know, somehow yeah. you know, to get her out there? Yeah. That never and, crossed my mind. And I actually thought that that was a very, when they, when they do have her open for him in the second Drago fight, I thought that was a really kind of really cool 2018 way of, Oh. Showing that she's got his back and she's all on it. Because, you know, there, there wasn't anything like that back then. Adrian always just had to flat out say, like, I've got your back. But, like, that was a really cool way for we're, her to... We're together. Come out and show it. We're together. It, it kind of 
made me think of like you know other power couples, right? Like when you see like Jay Z and Beyonce uh, come out together. Exactly I what mean, I was thinking. Yeah. He's a heavyweight champion of the world. She's a you know album or recording artist. So like that that was a really really good good touch that they put. You on would there. you would see that today. Yes, if if, if that pair. Totally. And you mentioned 2018. You wouldn't have seen that in the 80s. No, you know, not but that, at all. that's a that's a great way of putting that. Yeah. of of her coming out. But I and I. I hate that it actually happened because I mentioned it in, in my head. I was like, <laughs> yeah. why wouldn't you help promote her? Cause she feels like she's stuck. Yeah. You know, and you have the world watching you right now. Yeah. You know, Cree Drago, you know, and use, use her song, you know, to get her out there. And then they did it. And I was like, Oh yeah. Well, yeah. They, they did. And it was a cool, it was uh, definitely a cool. Cool. Intro. You shouldn't have done it twice. And so I'm glad they only did it once, <laughs> right. you know, so it made sense the way they did it. Yeah. So. I, uh, you know, when you mentioned the L moving to LA stuff, you know, he was just like all ready to leave Rocky behind. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he said he's like Rocky's got his own life. They were gonna move, and they if Rocky couldn't come, they were just. He was like, yeah, Rock's got his own life. She said that. He asked, "What about Rock?" Oh well, I, okay, yeah, she said that. But then, like he, he didn't really seem, I don't know, hesitant about it. I was curious where that was gonna go. I'm like, man, they're just gonna up and move to L.A. and leave Rocky behind, kind of thing. He. So again, this is where it would benefit of us watching twice. Yeah, because uh, right now I'm picturing them in the bed, uh-huh. and he says, "What about Rocky?" And she says, "Well, he's got his his life here." Yeah, but he seemed like I don't want to do that until they have their little fight. If he's not supporting, and then he's like, "Okay, well, yeah, well, fine, you're gone, I'm gone." But yeah. I thought in the bed he was more hesitant of about leaving. Punk. I don't know. I guess I let I got I got the impression that he was okay with it. Like I thought that that's where the movie was going to go is that there, he's just okay leaving Rocky behind. I was like that's interesting, but then they add other layers to I it. I thought that was the only thing keeping him in Philly. Was oh, Rocky. okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I could definitely use a, a rewatch on that. Well, like we won't see this <laughs> right. at least yeah. infinite times. So yeah, no, I thought them moving to LA was, was interesting. Yeah. Because really it makes sense if she's a recording artist. Yeah. And, and you know, they play up the angle that she doesn't have a whole lot of time because of her to, hearing to loss, so that, she needs right. to get on it. And yeah, and, yeah, and his mom's and, there. Yeah. And the exactly. gym's there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all that stuff worked. Yep. I agree. How do you feel about uh, Duke's son? I like him as an actor a lot. But how do you feel about just the fact that it's Duke's son. Oh, I'm fine with that. I mean, we have a clear father-son theme throughout. Oh, sure. But it makes sense. I mean, you know, boxing feels like a very family sport, right? You grow up in the, the gym. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if your dad trained famous boxers, you would probably follow in his footsteps. Donnie clearly wants to follow in his dad's footsteps. I mean, and the one changed all that is Rocky's son does not want to follow in his footsteps. So, Did you think something was going to happen with him? After um, them losing the first fight, no, I, I guess I I wasn't sure if like Rocky would be upset for letting him go do that, but they hadn't really set that up or anything. I thought it would be more he was kind of done with him after he got hurt. Oh, okay. Like he's in the hospital. Well, I got other fighters to attend to. I'm not going to go visit him. Type of vibe. Yeah, like that. I was... could have seen them going that way. I'm glad they didn't though. Me too, because it's you know the legacy of <laughs> yeah of Duke out there. I mean, he he was kind of out of the picture after that fight though. Yeah, well, he they all trained him together. They did a did they? He was I, there at the end. Okay, yeah, I just I couldn't I couldn't remember. Everything was so focused on Rocky and Adonis after that. Oh, that's he right, he, he was out in the, the desert. Oh, that's right, he was out in the desert. Yeah, yeah, for Good some point. reason why they were out in the desert. Yeah, 
uh, you have to go back to old school, right? You do. Just like Rocky Four, you, you had have to. Because they even you can't you can't fight in Russia without going <laughs> to do some old school. Well, they, they even flipped the Dragos a little bit. Like their training wasn't as rough. Like in the beginning, it was rough, but like when they're training for the second fight, he's doing a little bit more sparring and it looked like he was in better conditions. It wasn't as, yeah, because he had the support. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. as egregious as Rocky Four, but you right. could, it was the same. He theme. didn't have an like entire stadium, yeah, to, to, to train in. Yeah, <laughs> he's getting a little bit more of a cushy training now. Adonis has to go out and you know, grind, literally pound sand in the desert. Pound sand, yes. Yeah. But as far as Creed's arc, I thought he did did it well. I thought it was acting or well, I, th- I think he does a great job acting. Yeah, he's really good uh, across the board. All the things that he does with, uh, you know, they they find out that they're pregnant. Um, I just think he's just so believable in every range of emotions that he has, from surprise to happy to sad to angry to everything. He's just a phenomenal actor. Yeah, I, I'd try to put him in every movie that I make. Yeah, which is why <laughs> you know you can see Ryan Coogler. Liked him in Fruitvale Station, put him in Black Panther, Creed 1, and I know he didn't direct this, but, you know, I'm sure if Coogler was making Creed 2, he clearly would have put him in there. Right. Yeah, I I thought, you know, the standout scenes for me were the hospital bed that was after he's been beaten by Drago, and a, he's uh, talking to the Duke's son, and then Rocky walks in, and they have a, a bad moment there, but the other one, which was probably the better scene, is when he finds out that his daughter uh, is having hearing problems. Yeah. Because he's behind a, a soundproof glass, and Tessa can see him. So she's watching his reaction. And even before he starts to cry, like, just the reaction that he has, you can just see it. And then he has the tear come out. And just It's like, man, that's such good acting. There's so much being communicated right there in that scene without any words actually being said. And did you think that they were going to have her be okay? Um, or do you think that they were going to make her the baby deaf? I didn't know. I didn't. I was hoping that they wouldn't. I I never want to be faked out like that because it kind of ruins the yeah how genuine the scene is. So I was glad that they, in the end, I thought they actually hit it spot on. Right? They show her he's holding her at the end of the movie, and she's got the hearing aids in. So it's like it's it's a midway point, right? Like she's not right. totally deaf, but she's she got has the same to, problems as her mom. Yeah. yeah, which makes perfect sense. But at least that way, you're not like, oh, we got the test back, and now she can hear. It was just a, a mishap on the first test. Like, yeah, that's cheap. So yeah. don't go that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I thought it fit in perfectly to Rocky's advice, you know, of, you know, she's not feeling sorry for herself in there. Right. You know, and she's going to be a fighter. You need to be a fighter. Quit, yeah. Quit being, you know. Yeah, I know. Rocky just doles out all sorts <laughs> of, like, awesome advice through Creed 1 and Creed 2. I mean, yeah. I felt like, um, in general, though, that with Creed 2, the writing just wasn't as strong. Like, the things that were said and the things that were done were still really good. But they weren't as, I don't know, as rich as Creed One. Uh, it's like it was just missing some like like what Rocky said was good there, but like there's not a lot of other times where Rocky's really giving some of that really really awesome advice and moments and in the emotional parts of Creed One, just everything felt a little bit more strong in Creed One than in this. Again, not that this is bad, just there's a, a little bit of a difference for me in that. I feel like that's because there's a lot in this that they cram sure. into this that they don't spend a lot of time on any of the one issue that's going on like kind of the rush to the belt then they find out that they're pregnant and they move away to LA and then loses the fight recovery to the fight find out that the baby's born 
find out she has issues. You know, there's just one thing after another yeah. that uh, they tackle a lot in this. Then you also have the, the Drago side, you know, that they're going through that piece. And so I don't know if it's because they try to cram too much into it. And then his relationship with Rocky, you know, which is Rocky. Yeah. You know, um, pun intended. <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, I think, I think that maybe have, took away from some of the emotional parts of each of those. Cause each of, on their own, if you say we want to make that that um, point in the movie, that be a plot point. You can say, "Oh yeah, that could be that could be really powerful." But they almost kind of skip through them, yeah, uh, to get to the everything they mapped out on this. Yeah, I, I agree with you. There is a lot going on, and I I felt like because of that, for the first time in probably almost any Rocky movie, the I don't know the the motivations or what causes him to fix everything from the first fight to the second fight isn't as clear. Like in the in the other movies it's always typically Adrian needs to have his back. And in this one it's there you can figure it out like the first one he kind of doesn't have a lot of support from anybody. He doesn't have Rocky. He it's not like he didn't have support from Tessa, but it wasn't like full fledged. She even says afterwards, you kind of went and did that on your own. And so in the second one, when he gets Rocky back and Tessa's out seeing, like you can, you can see it there, but they don't make you feel it as much. You just kind of, you, you piece it together on your own that, okay, that's the reason why he beats Victor this go around. Uh, I mean, clearly, you know, he trained harder and everything like that, but usually in the Rocky movies, it's way more poignant than that. It's really crystal clear that, he messed up, didn't have the right attitude, didn't have his family behind him. In this movie, I felt like it wasn't as clear. It's there, but just not not as poignant, I guess. No, I agree. I think, and again, I think they didn't have the time to do it because of everything that they were trying to it, pack into The weird this. thing was, though, it felt like they had time because I felt like the lull between the first Drago fight and the last Drago fight was really long. But they, but they had so much. They had his recovery oh, time. They yeah, had the baby, they know, had they a had lot. Relationship with Rocky. But sure. They were trying to do all these things at once. Right. But none of it really seemed to have the richness of the first one, or even some of the other movies. Like it felt that piece in particular. The pacing of the movie felt very Rocky two to me, because you kind of open with some action, and then it's just a lot of drama all the way through, and then you get the fight at the end. And I know you have that first Drago fight that's in there too. So I'm really talking about that time period. Like you had the first 20 to 30 minutes and then you have the last, you know, 15 or so. And everything in between is very, very drama heavy without any kind of excitement or even really intense emotion. It's just kind of floating. And I get what you're saying there. But I feel like in Creed, in the first one, they basically, the problem is Rocky has cancer. Yeah. And getting through that. And they spend even the training piece, everything is, is intertwined with mm-hmm. that one, one theme. And so they, they kind of devote most of that time. Yeah. You have your, you kind of start the movie with the, uh, uh, with Adonis's issues with his dad and whatnot. But once he decides to fight, that kind of all goes away until the last fight scene. Uh, well, but he had, there's another fight in there though. When he, they did the one shot fight where he's Rocky hasn't got cancer yet and they trained to fight the other guy's kid. And but that's kind of in the middle of the movie. Well, right. That's what I'm saying. I'm so saying but from the middle all the way to the last fight, it's yeah. basically Rocky dealing with cancer. Sure. And, and Adonis so, getting ready for the pretty boy Conlon fight. Right. Right. But the, but the, they're doing those at the same time. Yeah. He's training in Rocky's 
bedroom. Yes. You know, and, and I, love, I love that line of when he's doing push-ups and Rocky's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I did those with one with one arm. Yeah. And then he starts doing the one arm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think because there were so many different things that they were trying to touch on is why you didn't get the feels like you wanted. Yeah. And it's not even, it's some partially about the feels too, but like, especially having just rewatched Creed 1, it's just like, I kept thinking in my head, the, the term like kinetic energy just kept coming. Like Creed 1 just, even when it's doing that stuff, it's it's building, right? It's just, yeah. it, you feel like you're just constantly emotionally charged. And if it and it's not like it's just all training scenes. It's just even everything. Everything's building. Adonis and Tessa and all this stuff. And it's like just, it's going and going and going and going and going. And, and Creed 2 really felt like uh, that middle part just kind of was more even. Do you feel like the training scene in this one took away? You mean the one in the desert? Yeah. I don't think it took away. It was fine, but it, it wasn't. The one in Creed 1 is so good where he's training and he's running up and down the street, but Rocky's sick too and they're intersplicing. Right. It. It's so good. And this one was just your legit, straightforward training montage. So I don't think it took away. It just was not anything special. I felt like it was a let's do it type of thing and you're ready to get to the fight because we've had kind of, like you mentioned, we've had the lull. I mean, yes. I want my Rocky training montage. Right. But I feel like it was placed weird. Yeah, I felt like it was a montage to have a montage because we need one because it's Rocky and Mm -hmm. we have to show Adonis getting better. But where Creed 1 upped the montage and said, not only are we going to give you Adonis training, we're going to give you Rocky fighting for his life. So you have this layers of caring about what's going on and, and the story is progressing while you're doing that. Whereas this, yeah, was just like, all right, we got to show him in the desert, Drago <laughs> and Creed doing their little training thing. And even then it, there was just, I guess the best way to say it is there was nothing special about that training montage. Whereas with Creed one, they found a way to make it special. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, I don't think it hurt. It just was, it just felt obligatory at that point. Yeah. And uh, there was really no, no meaning behind it. Like you could even argue in Rocky three, like we got to go get the eye of the tiger, right? We got to go find this out. This was just sort of like, they didn't lay heavy into that. Like the Adonis really needed a different training. So I was just sort of, well, we got to take you out here to you know show you how to do this a, a different way that you're not used to. I, and that's where, so we talked about this, but somebody on Reddit, I will not take credit for this idea, said that how great would it have been if that desert stuff was run by Clubber Lang. That Mr. T out and there. I, and I saw that, I was like, that's, that's so good. I'm so ashamed that I did not think of that. Because I, it would have been too cheesy to say, we need to get you the eye of the tiger back. But he could have been like, um, you know, he could have said something about, you know, they could have brought Apollo into it somehow, right? Like when I was going to fight somebody that your dad helped me train, this guy had a, a rawness that I've never seen before and all this kind of stuff. And then you take it out there and it's clubber out there running the ex convict training <laughs> facility is what it looked like. Would that have been too many throwback cameos? It, it might've been, but at this point I felt like they were leaning really heavily already, obviously into Rocky four and yeah. they had done some other stuff like Tessa's outfit. And the first one was a complete throwback to <laughs> right. Rocky. I mean, you were already, you know, throwing in the towels. Drago wasn't talking. They were having one liners. This was the most, I mean, obviously there's not many opportunities, but Creed 1 didn't really go for the nostalgia a whole lot. It, it like had the perfect way of folding it into the story. This one was a little bit more heavy-handed with how we're going to do some nods back to the originals. And I mean, at that point... I mean, you're, you already have Drago, and then you even bring in 
Bridget Nielsen. Right, but but you it, also don't have many more opportunities for churning out Rocky movies, right? So it's like, true. And it made sense. I would say if it felt shoehorned in, but the one thing we knew about Clubber was that would fit him, right? He was like the raw guy yeah. who did all I mean, that would have made sense to have a little thing. I mean, it probably would have been a little bit cheesy, but I think it would have been the right level of cheese. Because I don't know what, what other way do you ever bring Mr. T back into the fold. That was it. You that, just that, crafted that an ex-convict it. desert training <laughs> scenario, right? Right. That was it. That's Clubber out there. Just yeah. Pounding the sand. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. Well, I don't know what kind of condition Mr. T is in these days, but I, I think, you know, I read. I think he could have uh, <laughs> at least at least been in full sweats out there training some people. I read a little bit that uh, Sly wanted him in Balboa. I guess Tyson has that cameo yeah. in Balboa, and that was supposed to be Clubber. Yeah, but Mr. T wanted too much money. So there's questions as to maybe did he still want Mr. T money for this or maybe they didn't. What even, is Mr. T money these, these days? days? I don't know. He was doing commercials not too long ago, so it can't be for too much. like the general. Yeah. Him and Shaq. I don't know if it was that, but I I, he, I think I would have liked to have seen Mr. T there because I think that it feels like that scene was just created for Mr. T. I, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, I think at first I would have would have kind of groaned after already seeing all of these people back. Yeah. Uh, but uh, upon reflection, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. That, that worked. Because you could have tied it in to Rocky or Apollo. You could have tied it in with Apollo somehow, I think. Yeah. Except they hated each other. No, I know. But like you could have, <laughs> there's a story that's there that could have. I just want to hear him say, Creed. <laughs> yeah. In my face, Creed. So, I mean, that was my main issue. I don't have any problem with any of the acting and all this. My the the pacing was a little off for me it, it felt like it got a little long in the tooth through the middle of the movie in between the two fights and i wouldn't have cared if it would have resonated a little bit more but it it didn't really and so it started it started to feel a little long i remember thinking in the movie like oh man it's been it's been a while since we've we've gotten into something here so that that was my main takeaway from from the movie that's fair so jumping forward to the end you know we talked earlier about how uh, one of the endings with the Dragos is them running together. The other ending is Adonis and Tessa and their baby going to Apollo's grave, grave and yeah. talking to him. Then the other ending is Rocky meeting up with his son. Right, uh, with Robert. Which I assume is still in Vancouver because that's what he said in Creed 1. Um, Vancouver. I, was, yeah. I had Seattle in my head. No, he's a, Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, he's Vancouver. So, what were your thoughts on that? Because they, they which been... might have been Vermont and Rocky, Rocky <laughs> right. Ease. Yeah, because yeah. they they tease this throughout the movie of the fact that um, Rocky's trying to get Adonis to do the right things um, by his family, and Adonis kind of throws back in his face. Well, you haven't called your son. You know what's holding you? And Rocky tries a couple times and hangs up, and then in the end, he shows up at at Robert's doorstep. So, what what were your thoughts on on that? I thought Sly did his best acting in that scene, in in the entire movie. Yeah, when he saw the grandson and made him tear up, and you could tell he was awkward, you know, kind of a "can I come in" type of thing. And this is my grandson, and and he's kind of thrown in there at the end. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was you could see it coming. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Especially by his, he almost picked up the phone when yeah. he was in the hospital and didn't. So. I didn't know how they do that. I thought maybe he'd just call him at the end or something yeah. like that and kind of leave it open-ended, but uh, I thought it was good. Yeah. I'm glad they brought him back to Milo. Yeah. Yeah. They, they needed to do that. I mean, what else? I mean, you know, he's in 
this is us so he's kind of famous anymore right? oh he's well, Isn't he dead I don't or don't something know. i don't watch it but yeah i was I glad they brought him back my only complaint was that and again i haven't seen balboa in a long time but it feels like they're just they're they're all over the place with the story between him and his son because like in balboa they have a strained relationship but they kind of reconcile in the end right everything is kind of all good yeah when you leave balboa but then you and it feels like again for convenience sake in creed one he's just kind of written out that he's in vancouver and they don't talk and then now yeah. in creed two they're not they're still not talking and it, and you just kind of just try and wrap it up kind of nicely with him showing up on the doorstep I, I feel like they're trying to wrap up or at least get ready to wrap up rocky balboa yeah the character Right. Uh, you know, they, they, you and I talked about this after Adonis beats Drago, they hang on Rocky sitting outside the ring and he says, Hey, this is your time. It felt very much like they're trying to prepare. Th- Maybe they're trying to prepare that, Hey, if Sly, if, just in case Sly, yeah, <laughs> if Sly pulls a Carrie Fisher on us and we can't finish the series for some reason, then we've at least kind of done right. Maybe by Stallone, right. You know, that, he's handed the torch to Adonis and he's reconciled with his son. But the whole relationship with Rocky's son, just between Balboa and Creed one and Creed two just feels, it feels like we're writing it at with each movie for what fits that movie. Yeah. And when he was, when he moved to Vancouver with his wife, I assume. Yeah. uh, He didn't have a kid yet in Creed one, right? In Creed One, they don't say it. It had yeah. been in Balboa, I think. I don't think he makes any mention of a son or grandkid in in Creed One. No, because he wasn't married in in Creed One or in Balboa. Right. But, and, and, say, but cause timeline said, wise, because it's only been a couple of years, they says he's in Vancouver, yeah, or whatever, and don't talk to him much. But I, I feel like it fits their relationship. I feel like they had a a good moment in yeah. Balboa, but. He was still always pretty distant with his dad. Yeah. And well, yeah, they had this little, this cool fight and it was great for him to be a part of him being cross country and Rocky not liking to travel, even though he does quite a bit <laughs> right. in Creed 2. Yeah. I, I think it, I didn't have a problem with it. I feel like it was, it kind of fit, but. Okay. Just yeah. because he mentioned it in Creed, Creed 1 of how he's there and kind of doing his own life. Yeah, I just feel like if I were to have watched all these back-to-back-to-back between Five and Balboa and Creed 1 and Creed 2, it just feels like it kind of, a lot of up and down, which it might be, I mean, that's fine. And just just knowing, yeah, family dynamics of, yeah, you may have a good moment, but doesn't solve everything. Yeah. (laughs) Um, About the only other thing I have to mention really is like, uh, we haven't talked about her a lot, but I, I think both in Creed and Creed 2, um, Felicia Rashad is perfect. Spot on. And, I, and I'm sure I'm just leaning heavily on the fact that she's always Claire Huxtable to me on right. the Cosby show, but that is the best casting and she's she acts so perfectly in these movies. Like She acts very well and she looks like the lady in yeah, Rocky IV. It, it's very, very closely resembles her yeah, wherever she is now. Very, very well done on their part. But yeah, everybody was, was really, really strong acting in this movie. I think that's about all I got for Creed. I think we're in. All right. So now we're going to get to the the important stuff. Yeah, let's do some questions. What'd you rate it and why? Well, I really enjoyed this movie. And I really enjoyed, you know, I'm always a, hey, if you get the bad guy right, you know, you're 90% there. Yeah. And I think they nailed it. I think they nailed it with with both Dragos. And I'm glad that they kept the speaking to a minimum. Um, That was my one concern is how much is... Ivan going to come out of his shell and 
speaking roles and promoter. Like, uh, I just need him to be strong, silent. And with that opening scene of neither one of them saying anything, it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> uh, and so it got me, even though they did have some back and forth, you know, later. And I was like, that's fine, you know, but they, they set me up re- really well. Um, and it's a Rocky movie. And I'm a big fan of Adonis and, and, and all this. And I want to see more. And it gets a five. Wow. Five out of five for me. And I think, I think I'm only going to enjoy it more the more I watch it. Interesting. So I'm anxious to see it again. So, um, have you given a Rocky movie anything less than a five? Do you know off the top of your head? Oh, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. Off I'm the top just, of my head. I'm just trying I, I to. Don't, I don't know, I, but I definitely couldn't <laughs> give this one. Right. So, I mean, we if just, if Rocky Five is a four, this is clearly a five. <laughs> Rocky Five should not be a four. I'm just if that's the case. This clearly is a five. Okay, because I, I think it's helpful for people to have perspective because we've talked about your Marvel bias. We've talked about your Dwayne Johnson bias. It's a Rocky movie. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. just... So I, when, when you say this is a five, I think it's helpful that people understand that if the lowest you've ever given a Rocky movie is four to Rocky five, that, that needs to be noted so that people understand where you're coming from, right? Because sure. most sane people would not give Rocky five a four. They might give it a three and a half. No, because I'm pretty it, sure I'd give it if, like a two or a two. If you've and a half. seen it as many times as I have and just absorb all the lines, <laughs> and <laughs> you would truly appreciate it. You, you like the lines because it makes fun of the movie. It kind of You does. don't like it because it, it is actually a good line. It's because it's so cheesy I in the context of the, the movie. movie. And I appreciate that they didn't put Rocky into the ring. With, sure. And just the way they did it. Understood. I just I wanted to be clear that when you when you say this is a five star movie that you you it's, come into it with uh, every it, Rocky movie essentially being a five star movie with the exception of Rocky Five is what I'm assuming your ratings are. I haven't looked at them, but they're they're close. Okay, they're they're close right. to that, that five line. Yeah, I think that's important. To and know. this does nothing to detract from from <laughs> that that franchise line. Okay. Well, I I enjoyed it. I'm at a four. I think it's a very, very solid movie. You'll be at a five after the uh, next time you watch it. I don't it. know. Creed Creed 1 is far superior to this movie. It doesn't mean that this movie is bad. It just means if I could give Creed 1 higher than a five, I would. Because Creed 1 is arguably the best Rocky movie. And that's tough to say because its, it's closest counterpart clearly is Rocky 1. 4 is a great movie, like we've talked about, in its own right for different reasons. But Rocky 1 and, and Creed 1 are... So good, and and Creed One is just—it's everything that you want, right? In a Rocky movie, that somehow, almost not even a Rocky movie. I don't know how they did it. It's it's <laughs> it's like magic. So, but I'm at a four because magic. This is a very good, strong movie. Definitely a good Rocky movie. Um, in, in the upper half of, of Rocky movies, my my problems were that it just, like I said before, it wasn't as poignant. It it wasn't as strong with it's emotional stuff. I mean, I, I never came close to even shedding a tear, whereas Creed one damn near gut punched me into a tear. You know, there's just the cancer storyline with Rocky one. I get, you can't repeat it, but that again, magic. So uh, this just didn't quite have that. It feels like a mashup of two, three, and four, two in its pacing. It's a little, little long in the tooth, a little slow at times, three in the sense of Adonis's, um, kind of character arc pretty much follows Rocky and Rocky three, get your butt beat by the guy in the first, come back and redeem it in the second, after you've learned how to train a different way and you get your family and wife and everybody behind you Four clearly follows four from a story perspective. So it's a mashup of all those. It's really good. It, it did better. I had a lot of fears coming into this and it 
the actually the parts that it did the best were the parts I was worried about. It was the other parts where it kind of just, you know, let things flounder a little bit. And I wish it had just been tighter. I don't know if I'm being overly critical, but I feel like Kugler is a great writer and a great director. And I feel like it's his touch that was missing between between Creed 1 and Creed 2. And I say that because you can't let Sly write everything. You you have to have somebody that has, hey, Sly, great idea. I'm going to say it this way. And I feel like that's a little bit of what was missing here. They just needed, this guy was a newcomer, didn't really have anything under his belt. Very good for a first big-time entry, but just not quite the extra icing on the cake that some of the other well, ones are. it is a sequel. Yes, and that is and, harder. It and, is. It's, and it's harder to duplicate. Sure. Um, totally agree. And you're you're throwing a lot on on Kugler, and while he while Creed is fantastic, you know I I think he did an amazing job. I think he did a pretty good job with Black Panther. Sure. Except for the the last half. Yeah, when it dips into yeah. actually having yeah. to be what every Marvel movie is, it's not so good. But when it's setting up characters and building up Killmonger, things that most Marvel movies aren't very good at establishing villains, Kugler was was on it for three fourths of the movie. Like, but using, I see. I don't think they built it up enough. Anyway, where that's our Black Panther talk. But yeah, I, I still think that he needs to do more for me to attribute everything to him. Yeah, I won't say I attribute everything to him. It's just I, I feel like between Creed one and the first three fourths of Black Panther, he's got he knows how to develop characters. And I feel like that middle portion of Creed two, where they were really trying to develop characters is where it lagged for me. That's all. Interesting. Yes. What was your favorite moment? Uh, Drago throwing in the towel. I thought that, that was, was, I thought that was very well done. Very much a nod, but still very much in the story made sense. Well done. And it really moved his character. Yes. Yeah. And that's only, you know, we mentioned Brigitte being in this earlier. Her only purpose is to move Ivan. Right. Because if he's, if she's not there and leaving, he has no reason to throw in the towel, all that kind of stuff, because he doesn't feel bad. So uh, everything with Drago's, like we said, is done well, but the, the throwing in the towel is kind of the, the pinnacle of all that. So what was yours, favorite moment? The first fight with Victor in, in Creed, when he just, power. Yeah. Just. And again, you you could feel the punches, and I was just in awe. And that that man is a monster, an absolute monster. Yeah, six four and just jacked. Yeah, he and made Michael B. Jordan look very small by you, comparison. Yeah, and how do you do that? I don't know. And that's oh yeah, yeah. All right, what's one thing you would have changed? I would have changed the uh, cheering for the American. Yeah, <laughs> at I, the end, uh, that's uh, a perfect example of a of a nod gone wrong. Yeah. It's uh, it, it needed to be. It ruined kind of a a really. It could have been a really powerful scene for the Dragos even, and just as an ending of a movie, it just that over voiceover. Yep, cut it. Agreed. Um, I agree with you, but mine would have been <laughs> aside from putting Clubber Lang in there, which would have just been awesome. Um, I, I've harped on this, but I, I I would have in that drama portion of the middle of the movie, I would have made it more abundantly clear what Adonis was missing in the first fight and what is changing into the second fight. I think all the pieces are there. It just needed that typical Rocky moment of him realizing and us realizing along with him that this is why he lost. And again, it's there, just not as strong as I'd like it to be. Makes sense. Well, I don't know that we need to run through 
<laughs> theater or couch because I mean we're we're Rocky fans. We're not going to go tell. see this yeah. in a theater for sure, yeah. and you pay twice for it, <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's definitely we both say go see it in theater. So clearly pay for it. All Rocky movies are popcorn movies. Yep. Um, so that's all clear. I think we ranted and raved enough about this to realize that we would give it an Oscar and yes. not a Razzie. And after rewatching Creed one, I am genuinely pissed off that Sly did not win supporting actor for Creed one. He won the Golden Globe, I think, but I don't even know if he was nominated for the Oscar. He was, I believe he was nominated. Okay. I can't remember, but damn it. He is so good. And like, I know you mentioned that his best acting is in that last scene of, of Creed two, but he's on his whole game. Oh, I agree. All of Creed one. I mean, everything he says is gold. Uh, when he gets cancer, it's, uh, it is a shame he did not win. I'd have to go back and see what he was up against, but I have a hard time. I'm biased, but believing that he deserved to not win. And does that feel weird to say Stallone should have won an Oscar? It does. Well, I mean, mean, aside from the fact that he, Rocky won best picture on his first go around making a movie. But yeah, you don't think of it that way. And it's like saying Schwarzenegger should be nominated for anything. Never. (laughs) Which is what makes it all the more crazy, right? Like I wouldn't just be saying that. I've never said that about any other Rocky movie, but man, in Creed one, he is so good. He nails it. Yeah. Um, and then, honestly, you know, it's hard to get away from this answer when we do franchises, but if you right. liked Blank, you would like this movie. I mean, there's no nothing like the Rocky movies. If you like the Rocky movies, I think you're going to love this. Yeah, I, I don't see any reason why you would not at least like it, right? You right. Should, you should, there's no way you should hate it. It's a good continuation, a good sequel of Creed 1. It stays in the vein of all the other Rocky movies. You're at worst a three. Yeah, you're I would agree with that. At worst a three. Yeah. So... All right, well, that does it for our episode. That does it for 2018. 2018, put it in the books. First year of Two of You's movies in the books. Look it up. Yep, so what do we have to look forward to? If if you haven't checked it out, we've talked about it in a couple other podcasts, but I guest hosted on One Movie Punch podcast doing the Creed 2 episode. You can go check that out. Um, we should be back around the first of the year with... Uh, some of the movies from December. There's not a lot that you and I really were clinging to. If you go listen to our December preview, we, we weren't really overly hyped. It's we, probably Aquaman. Aquaman would be one that we would lead with. Maybe Marwin. We'll have to see how our schedules go with the holidays and everything. But definitely expect an Aquaman. Definitely expect probably a year in review. We'll have to kind of talk about that one because that movies are weird. It kind of makes sense to do a year in review, but it also makes sense to kind of wait until the Oscars. Oscar season. Right. So we'll figure that out. But either way, after the first of the year, we'll be back. So enjoy your break while we do. I'm going out of the country for a week and then just enjoying enjoying holidays. So it's a good time to take a break. Yep. That's it. All right. Well, that does it for 2018. Does it for this episode. As usual, go out to the podcast stores and hit subscribe so all the new episodes download straight to your phone without having to wait for it. You can check us out on twoviewsmovies.com. You can always talk to us on Facebook or Twitter or twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. And that's it. That's a wrap for 2018. Happy holidays. Yes. And happy new year. That too. And we will catch you next year. 